0: What's up everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is called podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, the future wrestling podcast hall of famer. Jeremy Loss. Jay, how you doing, man? Oh man, yes, they
1: keep getting better and better. I'm doing fantastic. I actually just put down a natural lime flavored white claw, so I'm feeling good. Oh,
0: natural <laughs> lime. Man, Knopf somewhere Knopf is rolling in his grave.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not liking it right now, but too bad.
0: Here's oh, before we move on to, you know, lo, the logistical stuff, little little uh white claw hack for you. Get the pure pure flavor. Okay. Sprinkle some real lime in there. Tastes tastes better. You know what? I I don't mind the flavored ones.
1: I, I've been – I got a variety pack over the weekend. I've just been working my way through the flavors, kind of pu- getting a power ranking going. I yeah, think-
0: no, I, I don't either. I like the flavors, like the, uh, the black cherry and the grapefruit, you know, solid stuff. But the lime, when I compared it to actually just a pure and the real lime versus the natural lime flavor – Kind of, I like, kind of dug the uh, the actual line. Maybe, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe that's just the, uh, yeah, the old I mean, guy I, me.
1: I, I think that's an, an interesting hack. I think I might have to give it a, a, a chance. I will debut my official White Claw power rankings on our Summerslam preview show next week. Um, so, <laughs> ju- so just wait. Yeah. There we um, go. And, and breaking news: we have a brand new Instagram account. Everybody, jump onto IG right now. Hit that follow button. Where it doesn't matter podcast. Boy. This is a long time coming, Ben.
0: It took a while. Um, we, we've we been alluding to, you know, we've been basically, the show's account has been in Instagram jail for whatever reason. I don't, I, I don't know if they thought we were like a Russian bot or something trying, <laughs> trying to fix the 2020 election, but we uh, we are officially out of Instagram jail. And I actually sent Jeremy the uh, the picture that I had to take to unlock the account and it straight up looks like a hostage photo <laughs> you if need we, to post that you need yeah, to post we, it uh, w- okay here here's here's <laughs> the deal if we get once we get to over a hundred followers on Instagram and Twitter I will post the hostage photo that I had to take which is Thoroughly embarrassing. I had to ask my wife to do it. I had to. They had all these requirements. Like they, I, both my hands had to be on the paper. It. Li- I felt like Iron Man <laughs> when he was holding the. He was holding the. Uh, you know that paper and that guy is telling him that uh, the uh, Obadiah that he needs all that money. So um, if, once we get to 100 followers each on Instagram and Twitter, we'll post my hostage photo. How about that?
1: Oh, that that sounds like a deal. And, and make sure. Hit that follow button on, on our Twitter accounts. You can follow us at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with a zero, and you can follow Ben at, at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K, and you can follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow me, and I'll definitely give you all my White Claw
0: hot takes. Oh, it's uh, we, we engage in some White Claw wars with our friend Adam Moffit <laughs> as well. As well, um, so the, <laughs> you follow us for those. Also, while you're doing all that. We are, of course, part of the Blue Wire Network, the Blue Wire family. We are doing big things over here. I was actually, I did some cross-podcast work over with the Keeping It 300 uh, family, over with Fallon and James Jones uh, out out at Raiders Camp this past weekend, uh, which was awesome. But Blue Wire, we're we're doing big things. So, you know, follow along for the ride. If you like sports, you like wrestling, come along. There's a show for you um, and... You know, sub- subscribe to our show and rate. Give us that good old five-star podcast or five-star frog splash, I should say, <laughs> rating on Apple Podcasts. And, um, you know, speaking of Apple Podcasts, I actually just officially added a wrestling subcategory, which is very exciting. Uh, obviously, wrestling pods are, are huge. They're fun to listen to. They're amazing. We We obviously love doing this uh but we i uh, it was something inside me really smiled when i was able to add the wrestling subcategory to uh to our show it's just the little things like that but rate 5 stars and uh if if we get to 200 uh five star ratings we'll, we'll do another something for uh, for the show we'll figure I that will,
1: out I, I will do a proper chug of a white claw and show stone cold how it's done oh god <laughs> i actually
0: really want to see that so uh Let's, uh, let's get to 200 and watch Jeremy pass out on the internet. <laughs> and with that, that takes us to our main event. Welcome, everyone, to the main event! It's the build-up to SummerSlam right now, and um, Ryan Satin just com- coming out of the gates hot, uh, reporting that Vince McMahon... Uh, mere hours before tonight's smackdown had the entire writing staff rewrite the entire show today um and you know eric bischoff's reign he's you know he's still feeling things out he just started but does this uh does this alarm you or does this raise any red flags or is this vince being vince what do you what do you think
1: I think it's a bit of both. Uh, I I think it's definitely Vince being Vince in the sense of, like, he is a perfectionist. I mean, you hear all those stories about, like, when he wants something done his way, he will fight for it to be done his way. um, And he will make sure that it's done his way. Um, And I also think it's a bit of a red flag for for the Bischoff era. Um, I I think it also could be just a little bit of a rust factor. I mean, Bischoff has been out of the wrestling business since, I think, he was working with TNA a little while ago. Um, But, like... I, I think it could be Rust, I think it could be a red flag. I mean, the show in general, I, I, even after the rewrite was a little it was a little funky to me. It, it had its moments, but it also had some really, really comically bad moments um, that we'll get into a little bit later. but like it, it it's a bit of everything for me. like, like you said, I think I think that it is Vince being Vince, but also I think there's there's some things to worry about here.
0: You know, I I also remember reading that, you know, when Bischoff and Heyman were were signed on to kind of do what they do to, you know, lead each show individually, Bischoff's role seems very different than Heyman's, right? Like, Heyman seems very hands-on, like he's in Gorilla with Vince in his ear telling him what he thinks, and uh, Bischoff seems to be, like, it, it didn't seem to be in a creative role, right? Like, he's still the executive director or whatever that title is of SmackDown, But it doesn't seem to be that he's pitching a lot of creative ideas. Um, And it might just be him taking the ideas that are pitched from the writers and Vince and, you know, molding them that way and just basically a second opinion. Mm But I don't think he has the same role. And that being said, I think kind of echoing something that you mentioned, you know, the rust factor, like this dude just literally moved cross country to take this job. Right. Yeah. And. You know, he's still, I believe he said he wasn't like fully caught up on like all the storylines and like the the roster and who was there. So he he is playing catch up a little bit in terms of, you know, Heyman's been very, very active uh, within WWE for, you know, know, the past few years. So it's a little weird. Uh, I do like that you know, it's, it's getting to, it's, it's starting to that wild card rule or whatever I did. I saw a story that, you know, that they're starting to slowly phase that out. Thank God. Um, because that was so stupid. But I think with the Heyman and Bischoff thing, they're slowly going to, um, they're slowly going to take on a separate identity for each show, which I think is, is much, much needed because they, you know, for the past few weeks before they kind of were given the reins, it was just feeling like, two wrestling shows yeah that they were just they went together and it was just like it was just too much so the the faster they can separate this and bischoff can kind of put at least a little bit of his own spin on it you know the better so i'm kind of get i'm going to give him a little bit of a pass but it was a little weird that you know this smackdown like so close to SummerSlam like wasn't you know,
1: fully prepared.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to give it a pass. I think if this becomes an issue where you start seeing this on a more frequent basis, then you can start really, really worrying about like Bischoff and what he's actually like wanting to do with that brand. I think it's important for them. Like you said, to really differentiate the two brands, especially with, with SmackDown heading over to Fox. Like when you get SmackDown on to big Fox, it's going to have to feel like a very important big brand show. And you don't want it to feel like a second fiddle show to 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 RAW, or feel like just just like a uh, continuation of RAW. You want it to feel like its own entity. So I think it's going to be very important for them to kind of start their own path and start working toward really differentiating the product product. Um, so we'll see in the next in the next few weeks, especially post SummerSlam, and see if this continues to happen or if if SmackDown starts to kind of like. Build its own path and start create its own its own stories and really start to like, uh, really start to hammer own, home its own storylines and create its own um its own path. So, um,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely like to see... I mean, I think we'd all like to see that more. But <laughs> something that they need to get away from is uh, these attempted murders that just keep <laughs> happening on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we'll get to the Raw attempted murder a little bit later, but uh, fresh in our minds is someone tried to murder Roman Reigns with. A, a lot of plastic and metal, apparently. Uh, so toward the end of SmackDown, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, he was walking to be interviewed, and then some mysterious figure pushed a bunch of crates and equipment on him, and he then he refi- refused medical attention, and that's how the episode ended. It, it was bizarre, um, and it's likely setting up his SummerSlam opponent, which I get, but yeah. it was it was... A strange choice, you know. It,
1: it was something I haven't seen this company do in a number of years. It seemed very staged. It it was like I honestly like they definitely wanted to feel serious and feel like there there was a, an attempt at, at Roman's life, but it was comically bad. I mean, everything fell in slow motion. Uh, even the like the the social posts that they put out afterward, like the video. Um, just right. it didn't it didn't look great, <laughs> and then they they actually put a photo on their Instagram account of Roman laying underneath all this stage equipment, and it just looked like he didn't want to be there. It looked really uncomfortable. It looked very staged. It it, it was, it's not the look that you want to have, um, when you're trying to present yourself as like 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 you're trying to present a story that is a real life kind of threat. There, uh, it, it just didn't look it didn't look right at all. It's their own version of, like, who shot Mr. Burns. Like, it, it, I, I'm just dating myself here with that, like, because I'm an old man. But, like.
0: No, it's, it's a great reference. Spoiler alert,
1: it was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> if this is a baby, oh, wait, holy shit. What if it's Maria?
0: Oh, my God. Oh. You really just stop the show. <laughs> just, that'd be actually incredible. Oh, I would, my God. I'm, um, as stupid as that segment was, I would be all for if Maria was trying to murder Roman Reigns on behalf of her unborn
1: child. <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh, that would that'd be incredible. I mean, but all likelihood, this is probably... It's either... So, I I really have three major suspects for this. It's it's Samoa Joe, because he's been in a, a, a bit of, of a feud with Roman.
0: I, I Drew the Mackin- Samoan Summit and backstage, oh, if you will.
1: Jesus, man. <laughs> um... I have Drew McIntyre, even though he hasn't been really like feuding with Roman as of late. Like he's still part of Shane's kind of crew, and they have history. And I think, I think a match with them at Summerslam would be interesting. I think, I think both of them have they have a bit of chemistry in the ring, and and Drew McIntyre is starting to show a little bit more inside of the ring and starting to show that he he is really a force to be reckoned with within the company. And then, kind of my wild card here is is Daniel Bryan. Like Daniel Bryan wow. has had wow. He's ha- he had that post Extreme Rules meltdown. He's been like teasing like his future of the future of his career. Like I could really be into Daniel Bryan being the heel to Roman's face, um, and and having a pretty good match at SummerSlam.
0: That would be an incredible program. I'm just thinking of the storytelling. The match would be really good as well. Um, I so I'm just gonna rank it in, in what I hope is going to happen in SummerSlam based on these three. Brian, Daniel Bryan obviously number one that would be incredible because he's you know they kind of kept him off tv a little bit ever since his uh his proclamation that he was going to make a very important announcement or whatever and yeah I know some of the reports are saying that he's going to go down to 205 not I shouldn't say down he was going to go to 205 live uh which okay I guess that's an interesting move but him trying to kill Roman Reigns uh <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, I, I'm I would, super into that. I would love to hear his explanation and uh, how how killing Roman Reigns would save the planet. Um, Samoa Joe, obviously next. I think they have a lot of uh, when they are there in the ring together. I think it's that's amazing. Uh, they, they just they have great chemistry and I think they click. I'm I'm only putting Drew third just because we've seen it a lot. Right? Like we saw that's it at, fair. At, yeah. at Mania. We saw it at what was it? it was was it Stomping Grounds? Um, so we've seen it recently. And Drew's kind of engulfed in another feud, which I'm very interested in, with Cedric Alexander, um, who also tried to, you know, he murder almost died. Murdering people, yeah. Yeah, he tried to murder five people uh, <laughs> by jumping off the the, the stage on, on Raw on Monday. But um, who, I think this is going to... I will say this, like, the fact that they left it on a cliffhanger, as weird as SmackDown was and has been, like, you you want to tune in next week? You know what I'm saying? You're you, because you want to know at least. Well, there be there has to be clarity because it's the go home show, and I, that's probably going to set up who he's who he's going to be facing.
1: So my fear is like, yes, they left it on a cliffhanger, but like, I have a feeling like they're going to spoil it either on social or they're going to spoil it on Raw. Like I don't know if they're going to actually wait until SmackDown to actually reveal. That's who did fair. This. Yeah like cuz i mean i mean it, they
0: could spoil it. they they may as well spoil it on raw and i guess then you use smackdown to further the feud um so yeah that, i mean it's probably what's going to happen probably
1: i mean there's a 50/50 chance by the time you guys hear this like it, it's already been revealed on their social accounts so um moving on we we do have an official match made at summer made for SummerSlam on smackdown uh we are going to get charlotte versus trish um it's going to be an interesting match shocking I, yeah i mean we all kind of knew this was coming um to me, this this screams Charlotte's going over. Like, I don't see how you can put Trish over on Charlotte at this point. At this point in time, I, I understand it's a legend coming back in her hometown uh, on a big card. Like, you want to have those feel good moments, but like, also like we also just saw Baron Corbin go over on Kurt Angle at, at WrestleMania. Like, I think you can put right. Charlotte over here and just be fine.
0: Yeah, I think Charlotte needs kind of a kick. Kickstart, but I do think that they're going to put Trisha over just because it's in Toronto. Um, I like Charlotte is going to be at the, she's going to be back in the title picture whenever she wants. And this seems to be, I mean, you, you know how WWE loves to pump up their legends whenever they come back. Right. Like and in Trisha's hometown, I don't think they're going to do her like that. Like they're not going to bring her back for just to go out on her back. You know what I'm saying? But like, I uh, could I can, I can see that.
1: I, I see that. I, I, I that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, I'm I, like they're building this as a legend versus a future legend, and this will only continue to grow the legend of Charlotte Flair if they put her over in Toronto um, and and really kind of just continue her push back towards the title picture. Because like like you said, she kind of needs a restart. She's kind of she is kind of like meddling in that area of like she's not in the title picture and she's definitely not a mid Carter. So she's kind of in the like in in the middle ground here. so like put her over, let her kind of work back towards the title picture for for survivor series or like if you want to long play it, you can put her back in and have her win the Royal Rumble or or something along those lines. But I just feel like I, I don't want I don't think it's worth burying Charlotte at SummerSlam just to put Trish over for no good reason.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll be an interesting match. It's something I definitely want to see. I'm glad to see. I'm always happy to see Trish. She was a big part of my growing up as a human. <laughs> um, and I can say that safely because my wife is watching The Bachelor and she's oogling over whoever's <laughs> in the finale of that show. So I don't feel bad at all. But um, it's, it's definitely I'm, I'm glad she's like we knew this was going to happen. I'm glad she's back. She's obviously one of the all time greats, if not the greatest. Uh, women's wrestler of all time so it's it's definitely something that I want to see and you know we've kind of seen this story before but only play out on like the men's side right it's like when Randy Orton was doing his Legend Killer bit um, and when we've seen you know Sting and Triple H or Hogan and Rock it was, it was these were must see matches and th- this is definitely a must see match and it's great that you know again with everything great that the women are doing on that side that they are now kind of involving something like this. For yeah. Him. Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be an interesting
1: match. It's, it's going to get a huge pop. Cause I mean, I'm sure when Trisha's music, hit, music hits in Toronto, it's going to go, that, that arena is going to go ape shit. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, I, 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 I believe that they put over Charlotte here just to kind of continue the storyline. Uh, moving on. I mean, what can we say about Kevin Owens right now? He is like over like Rover right now. My goodness. He might be the most over face, um, in the company, he I told just, you, man.
0: I told you, he Jesus, has great man. face work, man. He's just, he has it. He has, and he's not, he's not like your white hot baby face right he's just he has an edge to him he's got very much and I don't, I don't he's the pg
1: wanna... version of, of stone cold right now exactly like, right yeah. he has
0: that stone cold ish edge and like look no one's ever going to touch austin's like vibrato and like his badassery if you will yeah but owens is just like the way you look at him right he he still looks like an indie wrestler <laughs> the way he dresses like he's he looks like this scruffy dude who you wouldn't expect to be you expect him to be a bad guy and you know, he's done great heel work for his, the entirety of his whole career, but man, he is killing the game right now. Killing it.
1: I mean, this is, this is very much stone cold, uh, Mr. Rick man, a Jace. They have, I mean, they're doing Kevin Owens versus Shane. Kevin Owens has a stunner. He's, he's very much the anti-hero. It just feels very much the similar, similar beats. um, the big question I have is, how, how will the WWE screw this up? How will Vince screw this up?
0: <laughs> you know, I think, to answer that, I think they already did. But I think that they are remedying it. I think they screwed it up by, they had his initial face turn, and then they turned him heel when he went heel on Kofi. On the new day, yeah. Right. And But, uh, look, that had to do with, you know, they Brian Daniel Bryan was injured, and that was their biggest, you know, heel at the time, so they needed someone to step in that spot. I get it. But I think they have already passed that stage of, you know, they flipped him back and forth like they, they did with Braun last yeah. year. So, but they've, as long as they kind of keep him on this trajectory, um, you know, the sky's the limit right now. Like he's, it, like you said, over like Rover is the perfect way to put it. That might be the title of this episode. <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's it's very much a diet version of, you know, Austin versus Vince. But yeah. it's, it's still very good because I think right now, everyone, especially like, Wrestling Twitter and the wrestling internet genuinely has distaste and dislike for Shane, right? Yeah, and it's not it's not him as a person. It's just the position that he's in, where we see him every week. He's wrestling. He's taking these spots from these people who deserve it. And Ko is that guy. He's basically like speaking for now. Wrestling Twitter. When Austin was speaking for the people, the people of the Attitude Era, the people who would show up. Uh, you know, Ko is like our wrestling guy, which is yep. super cool.
1: Yeah, it like I said, it, it is Stone Cold, Mr. McMahon Jace. It, it it's similar beats, um, and, and I, I like what they're doing. Uh, I just really hope they continue to do it, even when even when they move KO off of the the Shane feud. Eventually, he can eventually he can move into fighting more of the cronies. He can fight he can right. fight a Drew McIntyre, which he had a really really solid match with this uh, tonight. Yep, um, mm-hmm. those two have really good chemistry in the ring. I mean. Kevin Owens is a fucking phenomenal worker, man. He I mean, his all the the time he spent in the Indies developing his skills, this really shows when he's in the ring. He is so good. Um so I I I want to see them continue to to give Kevin Owens a shot as this anti-hero babyface. Uh, and see if he can continue to just push this character to the next level. Because um, I'm sure, like fans are just eating this up right now, and if they can continue to do it right, it, it's gonna—he's gonna shoot to the stars. So
0: I'm glad you joined this KO babyface bandwagon, by the way. I mean, I can not argue with this. I'm, driving. I'm on it. You know, I'm on hop it. on!
1: I'm a big KO <laughs> heel guy, but like this—this this work that he's doing is just great. Um, moving on, it, it looks like we are—we are going to get Ali versus Shinsuke Nakamura at Summerslam because, uh, obviously, at Smackville or whatever the fuck the show was called this weekend. Great, um, great name. <laughs> Love um, it. They had a match. Uh, Nakamura actually went over. And then they had a rematch on Slam, uh, uh, on SmackDown tonight. Ali went over tonight. So it just feels natural that they're going to do the rubber, the rubber match at, at SummerSlam. Ali was even like tweeting at NAC tonight saying, like, do you have plans for SummerSlam? So it seems like we're headed in that direction. Those two... Uh, I'm never going to be mad about putting them in a ring together. Ali is a, a is a star. Uh, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. That guy is a star. He oh, is man. So he's so good.
0: He's so good. And it's crazy that he was just in 205 live. Right. And just kind of there and yeah. existing. And now that he's up, it, it just goes to show when you give guys and girls who can wrestle, Opportunities, no matter what their weight class, no matter what they look like, what, what their size is, like they will get over. And he's getting over to an extent that I don't think anyone ever projected. Like when you'd watch him at two five live, like I, I, we would watch, you know, hit some of his, when he was, uh, you know, chasing the cruiserweight title and they would throw some of his matches on like the pre-shows of pay-per-views and you're like, Oh, this, this dude's crazy, but yeah. you wouldn't, you know not seeing him on an every week basis now obviously he's kind of been a little bit off off the show a little bit and now this is kind of his reemergence. but he is he's getting a legit shot and he very very much deserves it, it it's it's crazy to think too that you know his injury a few months ago is the reason that kofi's in in the spot that he's in because who who fucking knows right like yeah th- that that easily could have been his spot because he's that good um obviously you know I, I personally i'm glad that kofi's getting the shine that he deserves after you know so long but ali i, I hope that him and knock who you know also re-emerging recently uh th- that they let them build a legitimate feud because those two dudes sign
1: me up yeah those i mean they tell their stories in the ring i mean i know that they're trying to really build ali as like this motivational character He's giving those really motivation those those motivational speeches in the in the promos that he does backstage, right? Um, but like these two, obviously they they tell their best stories in the ring. Knock is phenomenal when he's telling his stories in the ring, and and what they're doing lately with allowing him to be a real like bonafide heel in the ring without having to like really rely on nut shots has been great for his character. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause I mean, his, his work is like, if he works stiff, it looks like a heel is working like, and so um, just let him continue to do that. And, and it's, it's paying off. Yeah. Like you said, like just put these two in the ring and, and I'm, and sign me up. I'm good with it.
0: No, absolutely. Another thing I'm very good with is uh, it was reported that raw was the heaviest quote, the quote heaviest Paul Heyman influence red brand, red brand episode to date. Um, it's definitely a bit edgier. It, it was. It still felt very you know kind of how Raw has been. It, it felt
1: yeah. It felt like Raw.
0: But you know they've slowly been slow you know instituting a little bit of edge in every episode, and that's just you can just tell like that's that's Heyman's stamp, right? Yeah. Uh, especially the um, <laughs> the attempted murder. <laughs> uh, at the end, where we just all sat back and we're like, "Yeah, this is fine," uh, you know, with Brock going ape shit on Seth, and I think there were some of those bumps look like you can't, you can't fake those. So no, just, I mean,
1: they were they they were rough. I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff that I really like, um, and, and to also get back to like hayman's touches on raw like another big thing is like they just got to it like they had the 24 7 match at the beginning of the uh, of the show right um and that's a big thing that was noticed uh, on hayman's first show was like they had Braun and bobby lashley get into the the, crazy spot yeah yeah that crazy match at the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the night so i think that's the biggest influence is like they're just getting into it instead of having those really 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 drawn out uh promos um, and, and like you said, it's, it was a little bit edgier, but there were some moments that we can get into a little bit more, uh, later. But like, like you said, the, the Brock attack on Seth was to me was perfect. It, it really did solidify him as like that unstoppable beast and really reminded people that he is a monster. Like, because after he won or after he went away and came back and won money in the bank, he was kind of playing that like devilish heel in the sense of like, he was pulling, pulling like really like. Stupid little tactics, like for one, like he won the Money in the Bank, which is weird. He just snuck up and won it, and then like he was trying to like uh, trick people on when he was going to cash in the Money in the Bank, and he just wasn't being that monster heel. And I think this kind of reminded people like if he wants to be a monster, he can be a fucking monster, and he destroyed
0: Seth. Holy shit! (laughs) Yeah, it um it got pretty aggressive, Uh, and. (laughs) you know, it was, it was really funny. I think I tweeted something that, you know, Vince talked about, excuse me. He talked about how, uh, he took a little shot at AEW that, you know, they weren't going to do all this blood and guts and gore and stuff because, you know, they're trying to put out a more sophisticated product. And then there's just a close-up of Seth Rollins profusely bleeding from the mouth, um, after being, you know, assaulted almost to death by, uh, by Brock Lesnar. So it, again it's been very it's been made very clear about where i stand on brock um and i will say that this does build a more compelling story uh for the for for the match between seth and brock because it was kind of heading towards the same story as their wrestlemania showdown right like mm-hmm. you know brock doesn't show up and you know seth is like this this you know the, the underdog who's going to fight through it and it, it never got during their buildup to WrestleMania. It never got like this physical. Like, there was that, um, that Raw where Brock hit Seth with like six F5s or whatever it was. And like, that was crazy. That was an awesome way to build it. But y- you just kind of need to retell the story a little bit differently. And, you know, if, if this is a way to for them to unlock like a different Seth, uh, because. Seth's getting kind of roasted a little bit on the internet just for like the spots that he's being put in um, a little bit on the mic yeah, and you know, the stuff that he's saying. And again, he's a good soldier. He's going to, he's going to say what's put in front of him. But if, if they, if this is their way of differentiating it, then I'm all for that. But only if it unleashes kind of a, a, like a Kevin Owens-esque face thing for Seth if that Ye- makes sense because yeah
1: he needs to be less of like a pure baby face
0: right he's 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 kind of more like ricochet right now or, or like a ray mysterio where it's just like i'm a good guy i'm gonna do what's right like he's not ali right like yeah, ali he- i can buy that uh with seth we've 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 seen him turn on his brothers right yeah like, he's 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 a little bit crazy he's a little bit cutthroat like let me see some of that in this thing with brock like i need i'm just spitball in here like he needs to do so I, I would love to see him go nuts on paul Heyman, just like do some like crazy borderline psychotic shit and just put brock in a different position I don't yeah
1: know. just he's he's not a squeaky clean baby face like you right. said he's not a ricochet he's not a Rey mysterio he needs to have some edge to him so i'd be down for him to attack paul Heyman. i think this what this also does is kind of adds uh much needed adversity for seth because, like, they've yes. been, even after like he lost the title, they've been in- introducing him as the Beast Slayer. And right. I think if you put him back into this position and kind of knock him down a few pegs, you allow him to build back up and allow him to fight through adversity as a babyface. And, and, and it just really kind of elevates his character and gets people behind him a little bit more as a babyface. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. He needs to have some edge to him because, as a squeaky, squeaky clean babyface, he doesn't work for me. Um, because, like you said, hes we've seen his warts. We've seen him turn on his brother, his brothers. So, like, give him some edge. Really, really, like, turn it up to 11. Push those boundaries of being a babyface,
0: and I think we'll see it pay off for him. Speaking of edge, uh, <laughs> not Edge the Wrestler. Uh, shout out to Adam Copeland. Uh, we have a new 24-7 champion, and it is not Drake Maverick. It's a it damn is shame. not Mike Canellas but his pregnant wife Maria Canellas who is now the and I don't know why they're using this as a qualifier like someone's ever going to beat this but the first ever pregnant 24/7 champion. This
1: is like this is going in such a weird direction man like I like I was like pumped with the the fact that they announced that they were going to do like a like a 24/7 title match to start the show and i was like oh shit like the way that they had it set up it was obviously truth and carmela versus drake and his wife and i was like they're gonna make it so drake's wife wins the belt and then yeah. like drake's gonna have to choose and then they just kind of like flipped it and i had mike win it and i was like that's weird and then like maria like just this whole okay we need to talk about this whole maria mike storyline because at first i was like holy like this is a bit of a change like when they debuted it like weeks ago um, I was, like, really into it because, obviously, Mike and Maria weren't on TV at all. They, they were threatening to leave. And then they they sign new deals, and they start this really, really weird storyline. And, and now it's, it's, it's getting a little bit uncomfortable and, and a bit over the top <laughs> for me. A little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> like, she literally was, like, she was knocking on the door saying, if you don't open the door, I'm going to kick you in your vagina. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's... It's so weird, and then the way that she pinned him, I was like, "Jesus, man!" I mean, big ups for them. Like, I mean, they are buying into this whatever they're whatever they're being sold. They're buying into it, and, and they're giving it hundred and ten percent because like she is really, really laying it on him during the like during the tapings, and he is just fucking taking it. Um, so so I mean, I guess I'm into it, but it, it is getting a little weird and a little getting a little uncomfortable.
0: It definitely speaks. I think I don't like. I don't know what type of crowd they were trying to play this to. Maybe it's like the, uh, you know, you and I are the dominatrix crowd, or maybe something like that, well, or like I well, guys that like to you, get. You and I are you and I are both married, and we you know we uh, from time to time have to compromise with the misses, and it's just kind of like part of marriage. And sometimes you like you'll play like the victim, quote unquote, um, and maybe this is them just playing like. I don't know that, you know, the wife is the head of the household. Like <laughs> if, this, so is a, like, if this, this, this is like a, 1950 anymore, you know, this is 2019. But if this is like a women empowerment storyline, it just feels a weird way to do it. I don't know if it's empowerment. I think this is literally them just trying to humiliate Mike Kanellis. Maybe this is maybe this is him saying, like, I just want to be on TV. And like, this was my idea. Like this, if this is something that you think is compelling. Clearly him or Maria pitched this. And Vince, you know, fully bought into it. But it's it's interesting to see, like, how far they're going to push it. Yeah. That being said, Maria's champion is brilliant because... She's who,
1: who's laying it on there, man. Yeah. She's laying it on there.
0: Who's going to be the person who, like like she can't even take a bump you know? <laughs> yeah. she's pregnant even a roll-up very dangerous you know a pregnant woman is you you just can't mess with them like there's just the, the invisible bubble around them that exists so uh, it might just be it might be like uh, a situation where you know what's his name um Jinder Mahal got pinned on the plane and he was like sleeping that's probably how marie is gonna lose the belt and and you know it'll keep going from person to person but it the placement of the belt on her, the, all the dialogue and whatnot aside, has been phenomenal. That was phenomenal. That decision. It was a.
1: It was, a it, it was an interesting turn, and I kind of welcomed it a little bit because, like, we were getting it was Drake and then our truth, and Drake and our truth. And I, I mean, I love that because those two guys together are just fucking fire. But like, mixing it up a little bit is always going to be a welcome, like a welcome sight for me because it just kind of refreshes things and allows things allows truth and Drake to kind of go back to hunting it down, which they're really good at. Um I, I I don't know how they're going to get the belt off of her. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be something similar like, to gender like you said. Um they did tease the OBGYN appointment. I would be fucking shocked if they did anything with it, but
0: oh, well no, that's how they'll probably be able to pin her cuz she'll be laying down already are
1: they really going to have somebody pose as a doctor come in with her legs on stirrups and pin look her?
0: look man they, <laughs> they someone already <laughs> truth already ruined Jarek Maverick's wedding you know and I think the, the, I would not uh, that's definitely how it's going to happen it's going to happen at an oG oBGYn appointment and she's going to be pinned there. Or at least they're gonna try to pin. They're, someone's gonna it, attempt to pin. She might escape,
1: but it has to be a woman that pins her, right?
0: Yeah, like because that is very inappropriate.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Like I, I, I wouldn't be mad at Carmella. Him, Maybe it's no, Carmella. It needs to be Drake's wife. It needs to oh, be Drake's that's wife. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Because like the whole like Drake running around saying like I lost my baby and he's talking about the belt and he's like oh yeah I lost my wife too. <laughs> Amazing yeah. So like it needs to be his wife just to add some conflict between them to, between the two. Also I find it like I, I think it's great that like basically what the work that Drake and R-Truth were doing and, and the storyline they were telling basically gave Drake's wife a job and like she's got and she had a, a match and she's part of the storyline. She, I think she might be under contract now like, I think that's great. I think it's interesting. And I think, um, it is continues to show like the 24 seven belt is actually do doing big things for the company.
0: No. And th- you know, that being said to Drake Maverick, husband of the year, like <laughs> getting his wife a job, you know, who's an indie wrestler. So I'm not saying that, you know, she didn't deserve this, Yeah, definitely. but you know, to put, you know, your wife in this position to be, to join basically WWE when, you know, maybe that Avenue wasn't always open incredible work like to build himself up was amazing but to basically build his wife like i started following his wife on on twitter because of all the stuff that she was doing and like she's not even verified yet so that's crazy that's crazy right yeah so you know he's making the rest of us look bad though like you know my wife's watching this thing and you know what the hell have you done for me lately (laughs) you haven't gotten me a job with a billion dollar company so um you know shout out to drake maverick husband of the year great work all right, moving on. We we now
1: have new raw team, tag team champions, and it's the OC who now have all the belts. Well, I mean they yeah, have they do. They have well yeah. two belts. I mean they have the tag team belts, they have the US belt, but like everybody in the faction have the belts, have belts. I think that's great. Um, I'm really into the idea of giving them all belts. I think it, it just adds and builds up that faction. I think if you can have. You 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 now have the OC with uh with with belts and you have the new day with belts and you have two factions on
0: on Raw and SmackDown that are just kind of ruling the show so I think that's great and they face off tonight on SmackDown yeah great so, you see all the gold and you, yeah. you, I, you this is like Attitude Era stuff yeah this is this is why factions are incredible <laughs> some I'm of them always are. down for factions
1: and, and like a, a big thing here is it also refreshes that Raw tag team division because it was really getting stagnant. And you yeah. were just kind of cycling yeah, yeah. through the same teams, winning the belts. Um, so, so putting them back on on Gallows and Anderson, I, I think is is a, is, a, is, a, is a welcome change. Hopefully, their their title reign goes a little bit longer than it did the first time. Uh, obviously, they had the belts when the Hardy Boys came back at WrestleMania, and they lost it. Obviously, so maybe they can get a, a little bit more shine, um, and, and we can kind of spice things up with a tag team division a little bit on Raw.
0: Uh, it's it's a crazy journey to think about where gals and anderson are now like they're the tag team champs when a few months ago people were speculating that they were you know eyeing to leave yeah and rightfully so because they weren't anywhere they weren't like main event you know from time yeah. to time and they had no story and for them to be again relinked up with aj and now that you know legitimized and like they, they're one of the best. They're they're obviously two of the best workers in the company. That they're one of the best tag teams in the company. So they've they've always been underutilized since they came over. So to to finally watch them get their shine, especially with you know let, let's call. It, I'm like ugh, the OC like pains me. All I think about it is just like the theme song for the show on Fox. Like <laughs> it's, it's the Bullet Club. Like that's yeah. who they are. Um, and it's 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 really so Like and it, it's 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 awesome that they've you know balanced it with you know the new day the faces the the height the high merch selling guys on one side uh on the smackdown side having all the belts with and the oc on raw having all the belts like the the, the heel faction so it, it's it's really good balancing by by wwe and, and striking while the iron is hot because the oc is super over <laughs> like yeah they that's i think that that shirt is going to be one of their best-selling shirts probably relatively soon and I think they, they really understand that, and they're trying to capitalize. Yeah,
1: I mean, the shirt is probably one of the better ones on I, I, for for WWE merch because obviously WWE merch is awful. I mean, it's just run of the it mill. It is,
0: so. man. You got to pick and choose. There's, yeah. there's some gems in there. I I think with with uh, Gallows and
1: Anderson winning the, winning the belts, I think this to me this kind of means that like AJ is going over at SummerSlam. There's no way you take the no belt doubt. off of him. Um, shortly after Gallus and Anderson won the belt. Like, I think you need to keep it on him just so that everybody has the belts for an extended period of time. I think it just makes sense. So, I mean, there was a while, for a while there, I was thinking a- Ricochet definitely goes over, but to me, this just screams AJ's going over and, and, and we'll just continue to run with, with the club or the OC, if you
0: will, with all the belts. Speaking of the club, it's time to pay some bills. And if you haven't already, it's time to join the Harry's Club. So we've got an announcement to make. Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to harrys.com slash to Save $10 on a value trial set, which includes three things, which I love to talk about. One, (laughs) a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Two, a rich lathering shave gel. And three, the most important thing ever when shaving, a travel blade cover. I am in Southern California right now, put a travel blade cover in all my razors, told my wife to do the same because I am not cutting my fingers on anything. <laughs> you get all of that for just $3 shipped right to your door. Enough for the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's.
1: Harry's is fixed shaving
0: by combining a simple, clean design with quality
1: and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. We all do that, guys. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for three dollars again—that's a cup of coffee. So do it. Three dollars is so cheap. Like super
0: cheap. I was I was in the McDonald's drive-through with my wife on uh, on the drive, long drive, and they don't their dollar menu doesn't exist anymore. So I'm just letting you know how cheap three dollars <laughs> really is because the McChicken now is one eighty-nine. That's insane. That's a fucking rip-off. That's <laughs> a rip-off. Jesus Christ. Um...
1: All right, let's get into some news and notes. We got some things to dive into. First off, we got some new SummerSlam matches. Again, this card is going to be way, 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 way too long because obviously they're putting on matches that don't need to be on this card. They're putting on Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. I don't understand why. It's not a big match. It's just going to be filler. But that, I mean,
0: this, that screams pre-show to me. No.
1: It does, but I, I have a feeling that's gonna be like the opener or something.
0: Like they're gonna pull unless some. unless they do something, you know, on the go home shows where this really they do something that really kind of take it takes it to the next level. They, like they have to do something where it adds some spice to it because right now it's, it is just kind of honestly we knew this was gonna happen because you know they, they've been obviously Miz was there when Dolph super kicked HBK. Maybe th- there's definitely gonna be some HBK involvement. I feel definitely. like that that's what this has to you know, accumulate to. So if that's going to happen, cool. Because HB dude, I know HBK's is retired and he's doing his NXT thing. He's in great shape.
1: Like I thought they were te- crazy. I thought they were teasing him potentially coming back to do like one match or doing like right. some but, sort of spot,
0: I, but he's also gone on record. You know, they had to pull teeth with him to get him in that Taker Kane match with triple H. Right. Yeah. And he's, he's just very happy with his life. And being an NXT trainer or coach or whatever he, he's doing. I mean, don't here. get me
1: wrong. I don't want to see him back in the ring. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. I, I, I thought I heard some things, some rumblings that they were potentially, like, looking at him coming back in, for storyline purposes. He, but He
0: does look match ready, though. I will say that. I, I don't want to see it either because, like, he's my childhood wrestling hero and my favorite cool. of all time. And, like, I want to keep that image of him, like, forever. Uh, but if he had to go like he literally could he's yeah, he looks like for incredible like a ten,
1: like maybe 10 minutes he could probably yeah. go <laughs> uh, and another match that was kind of a that was basically announced during the smackdown tonight is Sami Zayn versus Alistair Black hell yeah sign me the fuck up Let's yes go. please the, yes i am so fucking in on this
0: sami zayn's very punctual because you know Alistair black he cut one of his weird backstage promos again and you know, for before Cesaro responded uh, in the in the last set of those, it took someone a while, right? Sami yeah. Zayn was like, "Oh shit, someone needs he wants to fight. I'm in." So yeah, shout out to Sami Zayn for being a very punctual Canadian as always. And I know, like I just said, like
1: Miz and Dolph Ziggler are just like is just like filler, and you can easily say that about Sami Zayn and Alistair Black. But these two are gonna put on a top, top, top quality match. Like oh, this is could gonna be steal like, the show. This could be a match of the year candidate if they get the time. Like, yep. I sign me up. I, I I would watch this fucking in like a bar. Like it, I would watch this at a bar wrestling. I don't care. Like these two are <laughs> yeah. fucking incredible.
0: And so, Alister's already. He already. Him and Cesaro stole the show at the last pay per view. So yeah. Like, he's very very capable of doing that. And Zayn is just he's he's like foaming at the mouth to do something incredible. And he's he's put in some consistently really really good work so this is going to be i think it's going to be an amazing match as long as they get the
1: time if they don't get the time it's not going to be great like if they get the time they can put they can the sh- they can the show is already like
0: 17 down. hours so might as well give them 30 minutes okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on so last week we obviously had the the raw reunion which i, I wasn't a huge fan of um and, and x and scott hall actually came out and, and said they they weren't particularly fond of what what the plans were for for their involvement either. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because obviously they came out with with Seth Rollins as part of the whole uh, feud with the OC. Obviously, that spot was was supposed to be ricochet. and and, it, and if you listen to their comments, uh, it, it does make total sense for why they were getting involved. It, they were going to basically give the rub to Ricochet and really kind of make him shine. But obviously with him out, they buried everybody. They buried AJ. They buried buried Gallows and Anderson. And they, they even buried Seth because Seth just looked out, out of it. And both of them were like, we Seth didn't look
0: like a guy who needed some friends. Yeah, exactly.
1: And like both of them even said, like, even said, like, they, they voiced their concern. Like, we don't want to bury these guys. And they were uh, obviously overruled. Um, but i just found it interesting like they had the same reaction that that i and many others had which was like they don't they didn't want to bury the talent and they were kind of forced to
0: yeah it's unfortunate that it had to go that way especially because you know the oc is again on an upward trajectory as proof by you know this past week especially but you know that being said at least it didn't deter from where they were headed right like they ended up winning the tag team titles you know, on Raw, uh, you know, Gals and Anderson. They had a big featured match on SmackDown against The New Day. So, and at least, you know, it achieved what they were trying to achieve. They, they need to get these guys on TV. And like you said, the original plan was to have Ricochet in that spot, right? Like, I think that was... With Ricochet in that spot, that, that segment is very, very different. Because with yeah. Seth, it just felt awkward. Because Seth was, you know, he, he's obviously part of his own faction. Um, so ricochet was supposed to be that guy to get that push and the fact that you know he was injured and and they had to last minute change it to seth um i I think that definitely kind of decreased from the segment but it it wasn't entirely the writers or whoever's fault about that um but i do appreciate that they're like they're wrestlers right they 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 came they know they've been in that spot where aj and gals and anderson were like they didn't want to be buried by the you know the quote unquote old guys when they were you know at their peak, so it it, it just really speaks to you know when you get good minds in there and and good guys, um, they they really understand like what's wrong and what's right. Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, moving on to some AEW news. We have the first official match revealed for the first AEW on TNT show. I mean, we still don't know what that show is going to be called, but at least we have a match. We are going to get Cody versus Sami Guevara. This is pretty interesting to me um obviously cody is is in a storyline now with sean spears it's going to go through all out and i'm sure it's going to be carrying over past all out but to me this is more of an opportunity for cody as a vp in the company to really make a star out of one of their young talents And, and sammy guevara is just dripping with talent i mean he is he's got that luchador kind of style um, he has experience working with Lucha Underground and, and, and AAA and, and Major League Wrestling, and, and he was uh, he had a match with Kip Sabian at Double or Nothing, which was uh, pretty solid. I mean, it, it wasn't excellent, but it was solid. Um, but I think this is an opportunity for Cody to really kind of put the emphasis on the young talent um, and allow him to get some shine on basically what is going to be probably their biggest show of the year outside of like their pay per views.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for this and, like, the announcement that, you know, was made. I just found it a little odd that they would do it this early, right? Like, All Out is a few weeks away, uh, and, like you said, he's building on this feud with Sean Spears right now, so why not wait? Because if they make this announcement after All Out, I feel, I feel like the impact would, just, would be just as great. But I think, like— so It just feels a little early. Yeah, I, I totally
1: get what you're saying, but I also think they're in a different, like— so WWE can can go with not having to promote like to not having to really reveal what's gonna sure. be on raw right um, And it will still sell tickets because it's raw. It's the brand. like people know that brand. And I think with aew, they have to really kind of promote the matches on the card because um, obviously the brand of Aew isn't well known to the casual fan very much. So like if they want to sell that show, and also make advertisers in- interested. Like they're going to have to start promoting like actual matches and get people interested that way, and yeah. start doing it a little okay. earlier.
0: That no, that's because tickets it, go
1: on sale, and I think in a week a or Friday, so. Friday. Yeah. Like, yeah, So it's like, like a few days. They have to start. Like, okay,
0: from that perspective, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, they just have to start laying it out a little bit earlier. And I think once once the brand conti- starts to grow a little bit more, and and people get more accustomed to like AEW is coming to your town on Wednesday night. Then they can get away with not having to promote matches. They can just say like AEW is going to be here, and then people will just go and buy the tickets. So I think I think right now it's just more about like building the brand and getting people to recognize like oh this is going to be there's going to be this match here I want to go and see that live. So like just sure. yeah. I think it's just a way of selling tickets.
0: All right, you convince me. I'm in. <laughs> I retract my statement.
1: And then some big news came out, came, uh, some, another piece of big news came out from AEW today is Marco Stunt is actually, he is officially signed to AEW, and, and the cool thing is, he turned 23 today, so what a birthday present. Happy from, birthday, man. Yeah, what a what birthday a, present from so, the Young Bucks and everybody. Like,
0: Yeah, I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about Marco Stunt, so why don't you, for the listeners who are kind of in the same boat as me, tell us about him, like what, what's what's his so, deal, and
1: yeah, so Marco Stunt is is uh, an, an indie darling. People love to watch him. He's actually coming off a knee injury that he had not too long ago, um, but to me, he just screams Spike Dudley. He's a very diminutive uh, guy. He's very small, but he just loves launching himself off the off the ring anywhere he can. He can throw his body. He's throwing his body. Um, he's actually. It looks like he's joining this little faction with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, which I'm really Hell into.
0: Oh, yeah. let uh,
1: Obviously, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are my favorite tag team in the world right now. I just fucking adore them. So, like, having him trying to join it and, and be another little piece of that faction is great to me. But, yeah, Marco Stunt, to me, is, is, like, the second coming of Spike Dudley. He's a little guy that just loves throwing his body everywhere. Um, and, and he's he's a character, and, and he is very much an indie darling. Um I think he could. He can have a very bright future in, the, in this in this business because he's he's so likable.
0: I like that. I mean, I like. I'm a short dude, man, and you know I appreciate all short athletes, short performers. So if he's the new, if he's a, like a Spike Dudley esque type guy, I'm all in. I was a big Spike Dudley guy when I was uh when, you know during the uh, my early days, specifically because he was short <laughs> and we could do a bunch of crazy shit. So that's uh that's incredible yeah um moving on to more and we're, we'll we'll end with this with a couple more AEW things blink 182 and AEW. so uh for those of you who just woke up from a coma and you were uh listening to all the small things before you fell asleep they are <laughs> back baby and they're involved in some AEW, some wrestling uh jay why don't you why don't you set the scene for us about how all this kind of came about
1: so this is a, a really interesting story um so one of my favorite wrestlers to follow right now is Joey Janela. He is uh, everything about him is is, is just He's screams a ton good. of fun. Yeah, He's very good. Uh, there was a story that came out I want to say a week or two ago where he was at a Blink 182 concert and he actually got into a uh, a real fight with Enzo Amore. Yes, the scumbag <laughs> known as Enzo yeah. Amore. Yeah,
0: um,
1: yeah. He got into a real fight and then he kind of leveraged it into a shirt. Which is, like, it, it's like a really, like, hand-drawn shirt that says, I was there, and it has the date of the show, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's fucking incredible. Anyways, like, he leveraged it into, like, a, a whole thing. Well, this, this video package, it, it shows Joey Janella and, and Jimmy Havoc kind of brawling it in what looks like an empty auditorium or empty uh, arena, whatever. And Darby Allen comes rushing in because, obviously, those three are having a match at All Out, which is, uh, I'm sure someone's going to die in that match because it's going to be fucking incredible.
0: Matt's um, <laughs> a tease for
1: All mm-hmm. Out, by the way. I mean, just there's going to be You're so not mu- wrong, by the way. The, but yes. There's going to be so much blood in that match. It's going to be fucking incredible. Um, anyways, so it, it just looks like a random-ass promo because they're all just brawling. You're know, like, okay, they're building a match. And then the camera turns. And that's when like the, the the M Night Shyamalan twist happens because the camera turns and there's Blink One Eighty Two just standing there and Mark Hoppus just looks at him and he just goes again, Janela, what the fuck? And that's how the video ends and I'm like, that is brilliant. That is how you get everybody involved in this and build and, and capitalize on a on a viral moment and really kind of take advantage of. Of one your talent, and also take advantage of a really big band and 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 brand that is Blink One Eighty Two. Even though like their heyday was 10, 15 years ago, like people still know Blink One Eighty Two, and people still follow those Twitter account, tw- those social accounts. So if you can get those videos on th- those videos on their social accounts, it's just going to open their eyes, open uh, open avenues to fans that maybe not follow or know AEW. So I thought it was brilliant, uh, and I thought it was hilarious. I watched that video countless times just because the way. Mark Hoppus turns and says, like, what the fuck to to Joey Janela. So I I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, I think that's something that AEW has been doing really well. And this probably just speaks to Cody's brilliance, the Young Bucks brilliance, and uh, Kenny Omega's brilliance, is that they understand that they can use the internet to further their promotion, right? Mm -hmm. uh, You can obviously see that with being the elite. Like, that's obviously a huge hit. But they understand that eyes are just always on the internet so this you know it only takes a little bit for something to become viral especially within the wrestling internet community you know once it once something catches wind it will blow up right like you just see that with headlines and i guess it's just the internet in general but especially with something like this like to to capitalize on what was probably in the moment you know they're looking at joey Janelle like dude what the hell why are you fighting with freaking enzo amore at a blink 182 show that, that that sentence alone sounds ridiculous for them to capitalize and turn it around into a positive just speaks to like the thinking that they have and um it's it's it just really really that that's what gives me hope about AEW, right it's it's not like obviously the in-ring product we've seen is very very good right like that that just that is what it is but the fact that they are thinking beyond What's just on TV is is what I think what's going to take them from being like this upstart to a legit WWE competitor. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, so I think that I don't think we have hot takes tonight. I, I think. <laughs> We we're, we're so we're saving them. We've we've I think we're saving them for the SummerSlam lead up. We 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 we, we got We figured out you know as we've been doing the the White Wine Hot Takes, which we love to do. It's our favorite segment. It's your favorite segment. Uh, we sometimes we just got to save them. You know you got to save your ammo uh, because something else will come up. And if you just keep having hot takes, just to have hot takes, you become freaking Skip Bayless, and we are, we are not trying to be the Skip Bayless of the wrestling world. Definitely so, not. Well, 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 I think the hot takes that we've delivered have been legitimate, like feelings and takes that we have. I got people. a lot of heat last week, by the way. Oh well, you deserve <laughs> that. I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not going to defend you at all. I woke <laughs> up to like just
1: a shit ton of text messages.
0: You a- look you. You didn't even warn me about what your take was going to be. And I was like, in my head, as you were saying, I was like, yo, you're going to die on this hill. <laughs> this, is, this is the most insane thing I've ever heard as a wrestling fan. Uh, and again, for those of you who are uh, who want to see Jeremy eat his own words, uh, get us to over 200 uh, five-star ratings on Apple Podcast, and Jeremy will see how hard it is to chug two bottles of any liquid um, but too specifically, bottom. white claws.
1: I mean, they're two. They're two little little cans. I can. I can handle it. Little I'll cans. Do it. Oh I'll do God. it. I'll do it correctly.
0: <laughs> and, and make Jeremy sure his kids. He's gonna do this in front of his kids. <laughs> no, <I'm>
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And make sure you follow us on on Twitter and Instagram now. If you get us over a hundred um, followers on Instagram and Twitter. Ben will post his uh, his prison photo that he had basically.
0: <laughs> you can Jeremy's follow. the only person and my wife who's seen this photo. His This photo is incredible. It's thoroughly embarrassing.
1: If we if we can like continue to ramp up our following on social we can even make that our header because it's, it's. Oh,
0: absolutely! I don't care. I don't. I have no shame.
1: I'll make a shirt out of it. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you can follow us on uh on Twitter at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with a zero. You can follow me personally at Jeremy A Loss. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And you can follow us on Instagram now at Doesn't Matter Podcast. I know it's slightly different, but I mean that's just the way things work. We are going to be posting some really funny uh, photoshops uh, basically every day that we we, we, we have a, a, a podcast. Uh, we're coming up with ideas. If you guys have any ideas of what we want to photoshop, if it's a wrestling poster or if it's a, a funny image from a match, send it our way and we'll, we'll try to photoshop faces on it and, and try to make it interesting and have a little fun with it.
0: And of course, please subscribe and hit us with that five star frog Splash rating on Apple Podcasts. And next week, we're heading into SummerSlam, which is we're very excited about. And we may or may not have some some guests kind of Get, joining, plural, us, plural, and, plural. And <laughs> plural, potentially plural, and some potentially exciting news. So yeah. I'm that's that, I'm going to tease it like Roman Reigns getting smothered by a bunch of plastic and metal so (laughs) we're gonna end the show on a cliffhanger yeah we are but that well on a cliffhanger and we'll always end it with if you've got another wrestling podcast that you listen to
1: it doesn't matter what your podcast is called
0: oh man i hit that there we go (laughs) watch out mike rome james come for your job (laughs) have a good one everybody later guys peace